Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. The big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show, which is brought to you by First Watch, Kyle Tucker is joining us through the, his tin can. Actually, it's just his regular cell phone. Uh, not able to connect via our normal source today, but we got a good, strong connection with him, so we will continue on through. We're going to talk Kentucky basketball, obviously, update Reed Travis's injury status, and then share a conversation that I got to have with P.J. Washington today. But let's start with the, the Reed Travis news, Kyle. Since the last time we recorded, John Calipari said on his coach's show, uh, the plan if Reed Travis is back, is to play him in a backup role in three- to four-minute stretches. Today we got a chance to talk to players, and all of them said that he participated in a one-hour workout yesterday, and it seemed like he would be practicing today. So all signs point to him playing this weekend in theory, um, and that would be his role. What are your kind of just thoughts on all that? Yeah, and what I gather just from talking to some folks, I, I do think now I do think he's going to play. Uh, this weekend, I, and and I would be really surprised if they don't fairly strictly manage his minutes. You know, I don't think they're going to let him go long. Um, certainly not in his first game back, but um, I do think he's going to play at some point over the course of the weekend, which is huge for Kentucky. And I, you know, I think they feel like they're going to have him back, you know, at or close to full strength by the NCAA tournament, and uh, that's even bigger. So, um, you know, we know that he has impacted the team and when he's there and when he's out. They're not the same game without him, but you know, PJ finds it more difficult without him. The defense uh, struggles at time without him. Uh, nobody sets a good screen without him, so getting him back is a really big deal. I think his absence has really served as uh, maybe making people appreciate him uh, for, for just how valuable having a guy like that is, a senior who's you know a really physical player who's going to rebound and do the dirty work and give you consistent effort all the time. Um, it's pretty big. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, to your to your kind of point about getting him back into the lineup, I found it interesting that all the guys today made it seem like it would be no big deal getting him back, you know, integrated into the lineup, which I, I feel like sometimes is can be issues when you try to find new roles and EJ Montgomery and Nick Richards have been adjusting to what they've been asked to do and Keldon Johnson playing the fours in the same same kind of vein, but when I asked Keldon today, he looked at me really weirdly like, "What do you? why would you even think that this would be an issue getting him back in the lineup? He said that they're not going to miss a beat. Do you, do you fully buy that, though? Do you think that there might be a slight adjustment period at least? Yeah, there could be some. I, I don't know that I think it's like a, a big one. I mean, this this has not been a, a super, super mm-hmm. absence when he missed five games. Um, so uh, six games, what are going to be? Five or six. Um not a super long absence. They played the bulk of the season with him. Um, you know, I, no, I, I just I don't think I don't think it's like a huge deal to work him back in. I do think it's important that he gets some minutes if they if he's available. If you're not pushing the limits of his recovery, if he's available and it's all good, and he's not going to re-injure himself. I think it's really important that he gets ten minutes at the SEC tournament. You know, so that if there is any rust, if there is any 
adjustment period that you get it out of the way before the games can end your season. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I think that's definitely a big, a big key as well. Uh, let's let's roll through the other thing that came out today was all the the postseason awards. Kyle, I am sorry that PJ Washington did not win SEC Player of the Year. I know you have been lobbying really hard for that to happen since you made all those preseason predictions and you said Grant Williams was trash and he wasn't actually any good at basketball. But uh, Grant Williams, back to back SEC Player of the Year. Uh, do, I mean, do you? Uh, all joking aside, do you do you agree with that that selection? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. He's got himself in the conversation with that really, really, really good 10-game stretch where he averaged like 21-7 and seven and shot over 50% from three, um, you know, and, and especially by kind of dominating against Tennessee and uh, in uh, Lexington in the first meeting. And, and he was in position, I think, had he been able to do the same in Knoxville and, and maybe not have some of the drop-off he's had without Reed Travis to draw some attention. Had he been able to do it again, in Knoxville, and they swept Tennessee. Uh, I think you make a really strong case for, for PJ Washington as SEC Player of the Year. I think he's, you know, I think you can say he's arguably the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, definitely, Grant Williams deserved to win the actual honor for the course of the season because he was very, very good almost every single time out. So, and you know, down the stretch where PJ didn't have a great game in Knoxville. Um, Grant Williams had, I think, 24 in that game. Um, you know, and the, the game before that, he hit a game winner uh, at Ole Miss. You know, he's had a 47-point game this season. Uh, his numbers are better across the board. I don't think you can really argue it. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a really good college player. I'm skeptical of, of, you know, Grant Williams as an NBA player, but there's no doubt he's a really, really good college player. And uh, I think one everybody would like to have. Yeah, it's really weird the kind of variance in his projection at the next level. Some people absolutely love him, and I, I kind of lean towards your thought process. I don't, I don't exactly know where he fits. It's kind of a scenario where everybody's like, well, everybody's playing small ball now, and it's like, well, yeah, but they also like shooting, and I know he's made threes against Kentucky, but he hasn't done it against anybody else. That His, his shooting is I not- think he's like 25% or something, you know, for the season. He's only made like a dozen or whatever uh, for the year. I- I don't. I certainly don't think he's established himself as a three-point shooter. I mean, uh, Admiral Schofield can say that, but you know he's even more of a tweener because he's mm-hmm. like a six-five power forward. So, um, yeah, I mean those guys are really interesting. The, the Tennessee guys are really interesting. Their best two players uh, are really like tweener NBA prospects, and, and honestly, their best NBA prospect now that we, especially after what we saw in Knoxville, might be on the point guard. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a really really solid point, and I want to talk about point guards next because the other thing that that came out that was interesting in my estimation on these these postseason awards was what Ashton Hagens got awarded with, and then what he didn't get awarded with. But before that, I do want to tell you guys real quick about First Watch. It was recently voted Lexington's best breakfast. You can go check out the million dollar bacon, which is mouth watering bacon. It it just is delicious. Uh, we've told you a lot about the lemon ricotta pancakes, elevated egg sandwich. First Watch is just a breakfast and lunch spot. They're open from 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. every day, and they get busy. But with the First Watch app, you can check on wait times and even get in line before you get there. They've got three restaurants in Lexington, which are all locally owned, and some up in Louisville and in Cincinnati. So check out your local First Watch today. First Watch, yeah, it's fresh. You are locked on Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, 
your team every day. Were you surprised that Ashton Higgins did not make all freshmen? He won co-defensive player of the year and was named to the all-defensive team, but did not make the all-freshman team. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, I, I <laughs> it's really odd. I don't, I don't know how. You know, I could get like your defensive player of the year, maybe not being first team All SEC, like if he's a really limited offensive player. Mm-hmm. But not making All Freshmen, and especially when they had an eight-man All Freshman team, by the way, which is dumb. Like the SEC. And a lot of leagues do. Like they have seven or eight guys on the first team, they have seven or eight guys on the freshman team. I mean, it's a five man game. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you're going to have eight and you're not going to have your league defensive player of the year on it who's a freshman, it's, it's odd. I mean, I don't, I don't think it matters much. It's not like it doesn't feel like he got snubbed because he was given, like, I think being the defensive player of the year in the league is a bigger deal than being all freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems strange. It feels like because Tyler Hero and Keldon Johnson were on that uh, team that it was like, well, we're not going to put a third guy, yeah, a third Kentucky guy on the list. And, and I assume that's really all it boiled down to. Interesting, I guess the other interesting thing I was going to say is like uh, with the AP teams and then the coaches team, and essentially Tyler Hero and Keldon Johnson split the mm-hmm. freshman of the year. The, the AP calls it newcomer of the year, so I guess they can incorporate a transfer. Yes. Um, Tyler won that, and then Keldon won the freshman of the year by the coaches. So uh, some weird like kind of splits and different uh, differences of opinion on different votes, but a lot of guys get honored. The one guy that kind of gets left out really is Reed Travis. You kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. Don't know if the injury had anything to do with it or just he kind of had more modest numbers here than he had at Stanford, but... Uh, he didn't get any awards. I think Kentucky fans would uh, gladly pin some sort of award on him now that they know how important he is to Kentucky. Yeah, without question about that. Um, the all-freshman team, just so everybody knows, was Kyra Lewis, Isaiah Joe, Andrew Nimhard, uh, Keldon Johnson, Tyler Hero, Nas Reed, Reggie Perry, and A.J. Lawson. I, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have a ton of quibbles with any of those guys on the list, but... I can make a case for several of those guys to be subbed out and Ashton Hagen's put in, but it did probably boil down to the fact that they just didn't want too much Kentucky on there, which I kind of understand guys when they vote for these things like to spread things out a little bit as well. Um, well, well and I, to your point about the kind of splitting the, the, the vote there for the, the freshman of the year between Hero and Keldon Johnson, it is kind of crazy how... I don't want to say that Keldon faded necessarily, but he hasn't been what he was at the start of the season. I mean, he led the team in scoring for such a long time and then was recently passed, I believe, by PJ. I forget how many games uh, back ago it was, but it seems like Tyler Hero is now kind of becoming one of the go-to pieces on offense. And that sounds kind of like nebulous, but I mean, it's pretty clear that they want Tyler Hero to shoot a lot. (laughs) Obviously, they want Keldon to shoot some too, but... It seems like those roles have maybe just flipped a little bit, and it's not a ton of variance between those two roles, but it is something that I've just kind of noticed. Yeah, I mean, they both had, Keldon and and Tyler both had big games at Ole Miss, both over 20 points, played really well. But Tyler, three of the, what, three of the last four games, Tennessee game was a dud for him and Mm -hmm. Keldon both, but 
otherwise, three of the last four games, I think he's over 20 points. And he's not just like sitting back shooting a bunch of threes. That's the other interesting thing about Kentucky right now. They're not shooting a whole lot of threes. They're just they're attacking. They're driving. That's something that Keldon is doing. That's something Tyler's doing. Uh, Tyler's much more efficient at it. I mean, he's making everything. All the mid-range pull-ups, the little runners, the crazy high-arcing uh, floaters. Um, I think he's getting more and more confident. I think they're getting more more confident in him. I don't know if, if Keldon is like diminished in, in his role at all. But I know that they, uh, or I think that they, uh, want to start playing more through Tyler Hero because you know, to me, he's their mo- maybe their most complete offensive weapon right now. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm I was trying to phrase that, and I don't they probably didn't do the best job of it. I don't think that Keldon is diminished, but it's like Hero and Washington have stepped up, you know, and kind of passed him, or Keldon's kind of leveled off and I mean it's a great level to be at <laughs> obviously he's getting honored uh, with one of the freshman of the year awards uh, we'll wrap with Kyle on, on this uh, and then we'll get to that interview with PJ Washington in a second but do you, the coach of the year was Kermit Davis I, I don't think it's particularly surprising obviously you can make the case for Rick Barnes you can make the case for John Calipari Will Wade probably didn't have a chance at it at all but I I don't know. That's such a kind of weird spot to be in because if you took away the off the court stuff, Will Wade should have won it in a runaway, don't you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rick, you can make a case. You can really make a pretty strong case, I think, for Rick Barnes or for Kermit. Um, I mean, I, I, I think you can make a pretty strong case for Calipari as well. But yeah, I mean, if you're LSU, you haven't won a league title in a decade. Um, you come out of the the, the uh, horrible period under Johnny Jones where you couldn't even make the NCAA tournament with the number one pick in the draft, mm-hmm. um, and you win the league. Uh, when, when, and it's not a down year for the league. I mean, there are two other very formidable uh, contenders, and you beat them both, Tennessee and Kentucky. I would, I would say if there were no scandal, Will Wade would have definitely been the uh, SEC Coach of the Year. So that'll be sort of interesting to see how some of that stuff is handled, you know, going forward. Like, I don't know, does Tremont, was Tremont Waters like under consideration for All America? Were some of these guys like, will, will some of the players get punished? I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, Javante Smart, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, he obviously he wasn't on that all freshman team that we rolled through, and he might not have the numbers for it. Pro- he probably doesn't because I know the guys we listed had really solid numbers. Uh, Tremont Waters was on the all defensive team, and he shared. We, we mentioned earlier that Ashton Higgins was the co defensive player of the year. He was the other one. Nas Reed uh, got an award, but yeah, to your point, Kyle, there might be a little bit of bias in the sense that they don't want to reward these guys if if it, it's kind of going to be a black eye on the on the conference, and y- you know. I've I haven't been to the SEC tournament, but I understand that Sankey awards the regular season title to the team before the tournament, right? Is that is that true? Is that how you understand? I believe it? I, I believe uh, I'm trying to think if it's if it's that or if it's before like before, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I remember them presenting the regular season uh, trophy at some point during the tournament. Maybe I'm losing my mind there. Well, no, some um, like people have mentioned it to me that that's happened, and how awkward it would have been if Will Wade hadn't have been suspended, and it's still going to well, be I mean, awkward. If, 
yeah, still going to be pretty awkward because you're handing it to some people who, you know, are, you know, maybe playing in a season, uh, participating in a season that that for official purposes is not going to exist in the future. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, Kyle, uh, I'll let you go, but I do have this question for you. If you were going to falsify a recruiting pitch to a premier college, would you want to play water polo, sailing, or tennis? Uh, I would like to uh, play tennis. I like tennis. I used to take tennis lessons when I was a little kid. No, but this you're doing it wrong. This is the dream. You know, and if you're curious about what we're talking about, just search uh, Varsity Blues uh, FBI and you'll hear that you'll see this whole case. But you don't get to play the sport, Kyle. You're getting in a, into this Ivy League college or whatever under false pretenses. So this is your just magical sport. Oh, I'm pretending to play a sport? Water polo. It sounds more exotic. Yeah. I always worry about the horses. <laughs> Be sure to be yep. fall- <laughs> I hope they can swim. <laughs> okay, coming up next, we're going to hear from PJ Washington. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Quick note uh, from the football side of things before we jump into the PJ Washington thing. I just found this interesting. Zadarius Smith signed a new contract or will sign a new contract with the Green Bay Packers. He will make a guaranteed $20 million, that's his signing bonus. The contract is over four years. It's for $66 million total and will make three. Will make $34.5 million over the first two seasons of the deal. So Mark Stoops can be selling that as well in addition to the number one pick, Josh Allen. Uh, that's pretty good that you can throw that out there now on the recruiting trail. So congratulations to Zazarius and congratulations to Mark Stoops for having a, a nice new Recruiting pitch. All right, time for that interview with PJ Washington. So, what did it mean for you know to get all those honors that you got awarded today? Uh, just to uh, keep working. I mean, it's definitely shown uh, how much work I put in, and uh, I feel like I have a lot more work to do, and uh, we have a lot more work to do as a team. So, I'm just excited for uh, me and my guys, and uh, just happy that uh, we have a chance to play Friday. Have you got to? Um, a couple of the other guys said that Reed's done a couple workouts. Would you see um, the past couple of days with him in, in practice or whatever? Uh, I've seen uh, yesterday he worked out with us, obviously. So, I mean, he really did good, and uh, he was in shape and uh, his knee looked pretty good. So, I mean, I'm happy to uh, see uh, what he does today and uh, hopefully we'll go from there. Do you think it'll be any kind of challenge to get him back into the lineup, kind of get him, you know, reintegrated into you guys since you haven't had, haven't played with him for a couple weeks now? Um, I don't think so. I mean, he's been doing stuff every day. So, he's been rehabbing and uh, working on running and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's definitely going to be uh, great when he gets back into the mix. And uh, he, he's a guy that knows the play. So, it's not going to be hard for him. Was it nice to kind of have uh, a couple days off from, like, formal workouts, I guess, maybe to a certain extent, because Coach Calipari said you guys had the option to go home and everything. I mean, did you get a little bit of time to reset maybe? Uh, yeah, we got a little bit of time, but I mean, it wasn't a lot. So, I mean, it was good to have us back in the gym and uh, everybody's trying to get better, and that was the best thing of it. So, I'm just happy to get back to practice and get back to work. What are you guys expecting down in Nashville, you know, just from the fans coming and from maybe the other teams that you're going to have to match up against? Um, we're excited to play uh, Friday between Ole Miss 
place in Alabama. So, I mean, I think that's going to be a good game. And uh, whoever the winner is, I think uh, they're a good a, a team that can beat us. So, I mean, we just got to go out and uh, just have fun. And then uh, Saturday is going to be a great day as well if we uh, advance. And then we just got to go out and just play together. I mean, that's the biggest thing with us. You know, Coach Cal always talks about how he's not really concerned about the SEC tournament too much. But mm-hmm. how much does it mean to you, you know, winning it last year and then potentially maybe trying to win it again this year? Uh, I mean, I don't really think – I don't think it's our main focus. Uh, we definitely uh, feel like uh, we can go in and win a tournament. Uh, we just got to play together and uh, not have any – like uh, any of the lapses we've been having. So uh, it's going to be a tough, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not our main focus. <laughs> I, that was Keldon there, and I heard you earlier kind of talking a little bit about his progress because um, not necessarily on the court, but kind of like maturity-wise because Calipari has been running this quote out. I'm guessing he's probably told you guys as well, when you're a boy, you do boyish things, and when you're a man, you, you grow up. Um, has he been telling you guys that? And then and then his, have you seen progress in some of your teammates in that instance? Yeah, he's been saying that over the past few weeks, and uh, we definitely seen it. I've seen it grow throughout the year. I mean, some of these guys came in and uh, acting like high schoolers, but now they're acting like grown men. So over the uh, year, they've definitely grown and got better a lot. So, I mean, I'm proud of them. Can you kind of like an example of how someone kind of grows up? Is that more off the court, on the court, or maybe a little bit of both? Definitely a little bit of both. I mean, uh, just the way they act. I mean, you can see them, and uh, just now they act a lot different. I mean, uh, they're always uh, joking around and stuff like that, but, I mean, on the court, it's all serious. Is that something that's probably tougher than most people kind (laughs) of anticipate where, I mean, this is like, I think Calipari's said in the past, this isn't for funsies, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, is that something you don't really understand until you're in those moments? Yeah, I mean, once you uh, step step into the moment, it's hard to understand, but uh, every time we're on the court, we're uh, definitely taking it serious, definitely not going through the motions. So uh, I think it's the big part of uh, maturity, and that's uh, something we really grow on this year. Obviously, you got the postseason ahead of you, but I mean, is this, this season so far, as a sophomore, is it kind of lived up to your expectations, to what you envisioned of when you came back? I mean, not yet. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do. And uh, the biggest goal is uh, to win a national championship. And, uh, we all know that. And uh, we still have a lot of work to do. And um, we're just excited to be playing still. Is that How much is that talked about for the team, you know, the, the ultimate goal? Or is, is it just kind of you're trying to do daily things, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're just trying to get better every day. Uh, we just focus on uh, what we have at hand in, in front of us. And uh, we just try to get better at that and then just try to go out and just beat the uh, team we play next. Thanks, man. Thank you. Great stuff from PJ. Thought I really found it interesting his kind of thought process on the SEC tournament overall. It seems like he's of the same mind as this head coach. As we always ask, please rate, review, subscribe, and then most importantly, share the podcast with somebody else who would enjoy. I got a great review from I'm a Boss on uh, Apple Podcast. It says, this podcast has become a must-listen for me every day, although I'm a little disappointed that Curtis and Kyle had no idea who Philip Banks was. Otherwise, it's a great podcast. If you don't recall that a few podcasts ago, John Calipari was omitted from a tweet from the Naismith Coach of the Year Award Twitter account. And ironically, the other day, it was announced that he was actually on the semifinalist list. The list that was tweeted out was, was not any kind of set in stone list and he got added later on. But what, you know, Kentucky fans got mad about it. We discussed it on this podcast and the Calipari kids made a list of Father of the Year candidates and on it were a bunch of goofy, goofy people like from The Simpsons and Family Guy and those kind of deals. And then Phillips Banks was on there. Kyle and I both could not think of who that was 
off the top of our heads. Obviously, we know now Philip Banks, a.k.a. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. In our defense, you think of Uncle Phil as Uncle Phil, not necessarily a dad, even though obviously he was a tremendous father. And in addition to that, the list was of mostly bad dads. And Philip Banks was a good dad. So that's why I wasn't thinking that way. But thanks for the review. Please, all of you guys do that. It really helps in the rankings on the podcast, and it helps grow this podcast. Please follow along with all of our social media. Just search at Locked On UK on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Read all his work on The Athletic. Thanks again so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. So, hey, you ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. Actually, cool. hang on. Call me. Call me right back. Okay. And that's something. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm ready. <laughs>